Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm so excited because this isn't just any old ordinary episode that we usually do where we see the two movies and then Justin basically lambasts me for falling asleep halfway through. No, we're going to have real impassioned conversation and debate today because Justine and Ashley from the Cutaways podcast are here. What? what? Yay! <laughs> Thanks for schlepping all the way to our humble abode to do this, you guys. Anytime. Yeah. You know. We know where you live now. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Why do we keep doing this? And you know what's really bad? Our dog already loves them, so she's not going to guard us in the future. That's right. We're totally setting ourselves up for a siege of just a bunch of people that we, you know, recently met and befriended. So. And our poor Rottweiler's like, I love you, and I love you, and I love you. And that's the end. And then we die. <laughs> so uh, Justine and Ashley, part of the cutaways, part of hashtag partner family, hashtag movie pod squad yep. in the house. <laughs> the very rare females in our hashtag movie pod squad. Oh my so God, so yeah. glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. So number one, that's awesome. Number two, I feel very awkward being the only guy here. So and then it includes Maggie right here, our dog. So I mean, <laughs> it's an estrogen party. Guys. Our son is up uh, asleep upstairs. You could, I guess, wake him up and see how that goes. I don't think he's going to have much to add to these movies. So. Nope. Pretty sure he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> anyway, so um, so yeah, it's 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 great to meet you guys in person. I know I've been uh, we've been Twitter Twitter stalking. friends, Twitter stalking forever. <laughs> Um and to have you guys here to talk movies is awesome. Um, so if you the- haven't listened to the Cutaways podcast, by the way, you're truly missing out. So stop listening to us like right now. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to do this. <laughs> I mean, I might as well. No, what I have to say is that I'm glad you guys are here because the real reason we brought you here is to talk about the fact that you guys have been totally trashing our favorite movies. <laughs> Like I knew it. Like <laughs> several movies you guys have covered, where I just see and I just respond to Justine with a very sad gif. That's all I do is respond to you guys' postings with sad gifts. Like, wait, you guys don't like Jerry Maguire? But at least you say gif right. Yeah, uh, you don't like. <laughs> don't change the subject, Ashley. What is up with your bat? Your you guys' opinions on movies I love. Jerry sorry. Maguire, you guys. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, something about Mary. You guys didn't even like Can't Buy Me Love, and that one's an innocent one. <laughs> I kind of don't care about all of those, but Jerry Maguire, <laughs> I care about that one. That one, I'm like, down, no. You know, Tom Cruise and me have not had a wonderful relationship throughout my life. So, so you try to convert you to Scientology or something? <laughs> this just got really dark, Ashley. Please yeah. tell us. I what? Just, I, I find him to be crazy well and i can't connect with him like i'm supposed to be sympathetic sympathetic towards his character and i'm like no fuck you tom cruise go away <laughs> so what you're saying is you have separate you, you have trouble separating the actor from the art sometimes yes with tom cruise yes that's understandable especially because he's gotten like well, it's much crazy. worse well I, I agree he's crazy but you know <laughs> i'm of the ilk that like 
yes, he's crazy, but he's also crazy about his craft. And I really appreciate that. And he's also crazy about Lord Xenu. So there's that. <laughs> As long as he but crazy enough to leave his daughter, his infant daughter, alone for six and a half months, and she didn't have a relationship with him for so long? Like, no. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Does that make you retroactively not like Jerry no, Maguire? No, because Jerry Maguire came in a very formative time in my life, and now I'm like, that's it. Jerry Maguire for life. But maybe no other Tom Cruise movies. Maybe just Jerry Maguire. That's it. Oh, well. I'm sure this will come up several times during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait. So we'll have to wait and see what you guys think of these two movies I chose. So anyway, after I knew you guys were coming, I'm like, okay. So if you guys don't listen to the cutaways, they you guys do all romantic comedies, correct? Yes, yes. I was like, oh, that's great. You know, that'd be cool. That's maybe so we maybe we could talk about romantic comedies. I'm like, no, because <laughs> you guys hate the movies I love. I'm gonna fit this up, and we're gonna talk about crazy love movies. <laughs> This is beyond crazy love, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, okay, so he tells me, you guys, we're going to watch two movies that you haven't seen, like, as usual. Okay, what? And he's like, true romance. And he waited, like, he baited me. He was like <laughs> yeah. this. And I go, you're not sir. <laughs> and he's like, you don't know anything about it. Nothing. I'm like, nope. And he's like, awesome. <laughs> great. And then the same thing with the other one. What's the other one again? <laughs> See, she doesn't even know the other one. We watched no, it last night. It What's it called? Uh, well, I guess we'll get to it, you know? Well, see, so you haven't seen, you hadn't seen these two movies. They no. haven't seen, they hadn't seen these two movies before mm-hmm. we watched them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh oh, I was like, this could either go really badly or really, really badly, knowing <laughs> knowing my history with 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 picking movies. So, <laughs> so the two movies I chose for for crazy love theme week in the middle of February are True Romance from 1993 and Natural Born Killers from that one. from 1994 <laughs> two movies that have a very solid connection because they originally were part of the same script um from Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. so for real for real Chrissy for real <laughs> weren't you just reading the wikipedia <laughs> i was maybe glossing over it Chrissy totally fell asleep during one of these movies. We'll have to wait and see which one that one was. But um maybe both of them. But I woke up, but I woke <laughs> up each time. Anyway. It's fine now. So, um, so yeah, let's start with the earlier one first, which is uh, True Romance. Yes. 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 From the director of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Hello, baby. Clarence? I'm a married man, buddy. <laughs> a con man. Ask him if he got the letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? Talk to you. No, Tom, we gotta go. A call girl. You call for a day? Huh? Ah! I'm out of She a four-alarm fire or what? She seems very nice. What are you doing in L.A. Annie, huh? And a suitcase full of trouble. My name is Vincent Cocotti. I work as consul for Mr. Blue Lou Boyle, the man your son stole from. Now, all that stands between them and their wildest dreams. Find out who this winging a prayer artist is and take him off at the neck. Are 60 cops, 40 agents. He's a wild man, this kid Clarence. I like him. 30 mobsters. I haven't killed anybody since 1984. True romance. Okay, so um, let's go to our guests first. You guys hadn't seen True Romance before. A good portion of True Romance 
happens in the city that we love, Los Angeles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go with you, Justine, first. What do you think? Uh, didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Justine. Ashley, what did you think? <laughs> okay, so I only got to see half of this. <laughs> okay, back to Justine. She's <laughs> Ashley. I'm starting to feel that Ashley, you're the Chrissy, and Justine, you're the Justin, which matches up. This makes sense of of the podcast. Like Justine, Justine is just, really good at doing homework. Justine brought really notes. She's got a note. She's got a notebook Ashley, with like notes and stuff. I'm like Chrissy, you need to take some notes from Justine. I talked literally and figuratively. <laughs> All right, we'll go back to Justine since. So why why didn't you like True Romance? Well, before we get to that, let me because I have the IMDb the IMDb page open. So for people who haven't seen True Romance, came out in 1993, uh, directed by Tony Scott. Um, it is uh, written by Quentin Tarantino, like we said. And the logline is: in, in Detroit, a lonely pop culture geek marries a call girl, steals cocaine from her pimp, and tries to sell it in Hollywood. Meanwhile, the owners of the cocaine, the mob. Track them down in an attempt to reclaim it. Justine, how could you not like a movie with that logline? That is... Well, tell me your Justine notes. has taste. Tell, tell me your notes. What's in your notes? Well, okay. First of all, my major problem was character motivation. I'm not really sure why they did the things they did. Straight off the bat. <laughs> Which one? Who are you talking about? So all of them. Stars yeah. Christian Slater and uh, Patricia, Patricia Arquette, Patricia Arquette are, as young people in in love apparently evidently yeah deep deep love after night number one of being together yeah yeah um whose motivation didn't you get well straight off the bat i don't know why he just decides to kill the pimp <laughs> like just that's like the whole thrust of the story and i'm just like why that's why? his major me- mistake he makes in the movie so he does it because Elvis comes and talks to him, Justine. Didn't you get that <laughs> part of me? Like, Elvis, so tells, Elvis tells him to, basically. But is it really Elvis or is it the devil? <gasps> Not an Elvis fan, I see. <laughs> <laughs> She's the devil in disguise. I mean, okay. So this movie's crazy sauce. Like, we can all agree that, right? Yes. So it basically starts with this weird sort of, like, date gone awry. And then suddenly it com- becomes true love. Is and it a then, date? What, what, what are we talking well, about? Well, it was like it's a pseudo date. date. It, no, was the a first... date. it was a good date. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the first thing is like he's in a bar and he's like talking to this girl about how he oh, I don't would basically... Like, he's play by play. He's, like, yeah. he's such an Elvis fan that he would have sex with Elvis and that's how the, the movie starts. Right, You're like, right, right. okay, this dude loves Elvis. But nobody wants like a play by play of like the entire movie. Why not? That's why we're here. We, do we Talk have about like themes. four hours talking about each movie? So there's that. Okay. So, and then like after he and this character named Alabama are together, he's like having a pep talk with Elvis about how he's going to go take out this pimp, basically. Mm-hmm. And Justin looks at me on the couch and I'm basically giving the what the fuck face to the TV. <laughs> like, is this real life? Like, what the fuck is happening? Is this real? And then sure enough, he goes and the, the pimp's name is Drexel. And um, I read something online about how, like, they fashioned Drexel after Dracula. Take that however you will. <laughs> and he fights him and he wins. So he beats Dracula. There's that. <laughs> I love that this is what you took from the movie. <laughs> so he goes to this drug dealer, fashioned after Dracula, and then they fight and he wins. The end. Let's not do a play-by-play by the movie, though. I mean, a good play-by-play, we see, we see his butt. So That's true. <laughs> 
I mean, true dad. I mean, if we're going to talk about the most important things in the movie, there's a sex scene, like, at what? Like, minute 10 of this movie? Basically. Yeah. Pretty early and on. And it's... Um, it gets it gets a little weird. Like Chrissy looked at me, he's like, "What? What was that?" I thought we saw some a little a little, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Did you guys see that? The, so there's an R. The, <laughs> there's an R-rated version. There's like an oh. in, there's like several versions. Oh, and, I didn't know there were several versions. I didn't know, yeah. But I think the one we saw there was a little bit of the the, the penis. I think like they're having a sex scene and she's like, she, like licking his down. licking his stomach. Yep. Like, yeah, I remember the licking. Total licking action. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, and she gets down there, and you're like, "Whoa!" What? Like she a flash like, of something traipses down the glory trail, mm-hmm. and gets, you're like, "Ooh, not so glorious." <laughs> but then it got to a point where I remember looking at him, and I was like, "Hold up, hold up, are we seeing Pete? <laughs> Is that what's happening right now?" Usually, I pause it and then rewind it, but I'm like, "Nope, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that was some penis." <laughs> Pretty sure that was like some Fifty Shades action right there. Where we can you, just move on, like it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. So, so you didn't like it. You didn't like half of it. You, I was going down the yellow brick road of like what happened. So, what was your overall view well, of it? I, I, I have a hard time saying that I liked it or didn't like it because basically I was just so what the fuck the whole time. Like they. I, the entire movie. Yeah, I'm like, it was the huh? general problem that I have with Quentin Tarantino, which is like, why did you have to make this movie? What are you trying to say? Yes. And why? Just it's the general like, what the fuck, Quentin? Why? <laughs> it's, a, it's a love story. Well, here's the thing about why am I the only guy on the couch? Why? Like, I'm rooting for their love. Well, here's the, there's several like Quentin it's Tarantino fu- moments in every movie that I'm with you, Ashley. Yeah. But there are moments where like in just that like kind of vignette, you're going okay, like I get the message or that was a powerful line or scene or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in the canon of the entire movie, it just feels um, disjointed, a little nonsensical. See, like I love the nonsensical stuff of of Django. I loved the the way that he used that because it was was the way to uh, impart his message of... The slave trail, and I felt the same way about Inglorious Bastards. Yes, yes, that that as well. And I can't, I don't. I'm okay with Pulp Fiction. I I like it. Oh my gosh, I have a heart attack over here. Actually, we might be friends. (laughs) Palpitations. You don't even remember Pulp Fiction. That was like five years ago when you saw that movie. Remember a good portion, but I also really like Reservoir Dogs. I love Reservoir Dogs. Oh, she hasn't seen that one. But. Overall, I'm like, ah, I really don't like Kill Bill. I can't get behind any. What was the new one? The new one that I didn't see. Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah no I saw. One. I saw like ten minutes of it, and I was just like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. She sat through the whole thing, and I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> She's a trooper. We're discovering. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's my question. You guys only do romantic comedies for your podcast. Is that like your main avenue of what movies you love, or outside of that, do Quite you? Quite the opposite. Quite, yeah. That's actually, why we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we chose romantic comedies because it was a a genre that gets dogged on and one that we didn't really know. Much yeah. About. You know, and the whole like turning thirty thing. You know, it's just the trope that we're supposed to be these people so we were just investigating it Mm -hmm. investigations Chrissy I like it (laughs) you want to do all romantic comedies from here on out I could be down with that oh no 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 come on no we just Jerry Maguire (laughs) they're over there Chrissy they don't like that movie I know we're gonna convert them so okay, take as, a long time. as the one person on this cast that apparently likes this movie. Wait, you actually? Well, what did you like, like about this movie? it? Yeah. So yeah. I um, 
I grew up in a video store. We know. And the, the, the guy in this movie, played by Christian Slater, works in a comic book store. He mm-hmm. loves comic books. He uh, goes to the movie theater on his birthday every year and watches and this you know this year he watched kung fu movies and so at the start of this movie he's like going to his favorite movie theater to watch kung fu movies and this call girl you know which he doesn't know is a call girl kind of picks him up and that's when it leads to you know hot steamy penis sex basically <laughs> so when i watch this penis sex how else do you have sex wait there are other ways licky, licky. as opposed to scissoring i guess I don't yes know. But- yes <laughs> So actually, when I watched this, I was like, you know, just out of middle school. So this was all new to me. So hold up, you watched this just out of middle, middle school. <laughs> I think this came out when I was like a freshman in high school. Holy shit, that explains a lot. Continue. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Because I, I loved, um, uh, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Dream Warriors, and Patricia Arquette is in that movie. And so yeah, after that is. movie, yeah. she, you know, was in other movies, and then she was in this movie, and I was like, oh man, I got to see this movie. And I think I remember seeing the trailer where I she has a very weird southern accent, even though she lives in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Who is this? Like, what is she? What character she's playing? So I guess there was a little bit of like dream fulfillment where I'm like, oh, man, this like hot call girl loves this dude that likes kung fu movies and comic books and stuff. Like, that's pretty cool, you know? So did you have your own Elvis Presley who kind of like pep-talked you into yes, doing things? he tells me Basically, to murder people. what you're saying is that Patricia Arquette is your manic pixie dream girl. Boom. Well, yeah. I guess when I was 13 or 14, yeah, sure. I mean, it worked. I don't know. It worked. <laughs> that was, before, what was that before or after you moved on to Elizabeth Shue? Oh, that was way... This is way after Elizabeth Shue. Oh, so Elizabeth Shue was the first. This was several years after uh, my... Like, as you know, my mom's favorite movie as a, my, as a kid was Pretty Woman. And, and I watched Pretty Woman at an extremely young age. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what kind of message is this movie telling me? Like, he was like a billionaire, like, with asshole friends. And he's like, uh, you know, a guy that hangs out at the movie theater and the comic book shop. So I'm like, Yes. <laughs> I mean, when, when when Elvis starts to tell him to like murder people, I was like, I'm not on board with this. Like, you know, <laughs> just love her, you know, and you guys can read comic books and watch kung fu movies together. Okay, so because that I'm with you on. Like, there was something sweet about their chemistry. And, yeah, I and like how the date to each other. Right, well, it's similar to um, Natural Born Killers. Like, I thought their relationship was actually kind of precious in a way. Oh, precious. <laughs> like, well, it, coming from the background of in that movie where it's he's saving her from child abuse it's like oh i really i appreciate that aspect of it right that's my background and that sucks but yeah it's just there's a tone of sweetness with it i love that you called natural born killers precious in any way (laughs) oh we'll get into it and a tone of sweetness but, but we have, disagree. but we have to say that she, yes, she is a call girl in True Romance, but she's only been a call girl for like four a, days, four days, four days. <laughs> so <laughs> you know regrets. that yeah. kind of yeah, it, you like her a little bit more when you find out that oh, she just started, so she's not you know she's, she's not, not deep like in a it. Real call girl, she's only had three in four days, as she says. She's like, I've had three guys in four days, three guys in four days. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Her name is Alabama. Alabama. But she's from Detroit. <laughs> She, I, I guess I'm missing. She's it. southern, some right? Yeah, like I was trying to watch. I was like, is there kind of a backstory? Like she moved to Detroit from. Did she really See? have any Who other backstory? She? Though? Who is she? Yeah. 
Does she even exist? <laughs> I have no idea. Was she like this an FBI informant? Or a fight something? club situation. I don't know. Ooh. She didn't even exist. This is a little fight clubby. Um, I think Fight Club was a better movie. I mean, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. No yes, comparison. Yes. So, uh, is there? So, it, we've heard you guys don't like it. Are there things that you did like about it? Uh, look at your well, face. I'm thinking that what Ashley said is actually kind of on the nose. Like there are there are some precious quote unquote elements uh, to their connection, to their dedication and loyalty to each other, to even their little kind of like madcap band of friends, you know, that they take into these perplex situations of trying to deal with the mob and people who are buying Coke and Mm -hmm. massive shootouts and the whole bit. So there are redeeming uh, aspects of of loyalty and friendship and, and love that are enduring. But did I like it? Probably not. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, Christian Slater as an actor? The three of you guys. Well, my little brother mm-hmm. is actually named after Christian Slater. What? what? So I, I've i grown to love Christian Slater as mm-hmm. that's one of my mother's favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him in Mr. Robot. Currently, okay. yes. I absolutely, he is wonderful in it. Mm-hmm. I accidentally ran into him one time oh, and yeah. thought he was a very nice man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I literally. It's really short, right? right? Actually, short? no, I'm I'm shorter than he is. Oh, so. You're short, but I am short. But I, he, I was still chest level. Like, I was at his, at his, uh, at his, uh, eye level? Shoulders. Oh, okay. Not eye level. Huh? But oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he was very nice because I literally walked right into him clumsily <laughs> of all people yeah i was like i'm sorry for hip, hip checking you sir oh my god it's christian slater i'm so sorry <laughs> isn't that how it is when you live in la yeah. like it's always like you run like into him and then you realize who it is and you're like oh no i was <laughs> i was just really embarrassing around you know what amy adams at the grocery store I hope she doesn't hold this against me like she doesn't even know like that i remember happened. once we were dining at the arc light and you were like Amy Adams is near us at this table. No, I no. Here's how it happened. I was by myself at the movie theater having dinner at the ArcLight right before a movie, and she was sitting right next to me with her boyfriend, like right here. And I text you, I'm like, I'm right next to her. <laughs> she can hear me right now. Right. Or it's like you know we see Seth Rogen at Whole Foods, and I like. Follow him around the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just stalking Seth Seth Rogen through Whole Foods, where we saw Chris Pine at M Cafe, and you were like, "Your boy is right there," and I was like, "My boy?" And like, He's behind you. Do you guys approach people like out here in LA? If you see celebs, like I'm always like the really weird one, like in like ten feet away, saying, "Never on the lot." Yeah, never no. like if no, you're no, at no. work. No, yeah, it's never different. like that. Um, outside, it depends. Yeah, like are they eating? Yeah. If they're eating, no, that's awkward. I wouldn't want somebody coming up to my table while I'm eating. Yeah. But no. if I like I don't accidentally run into, run into them, yeah, that's I different. would be like, no. I'm sorry, I know who you are, but like my that's mother ha- is never going to let me wash this shirt again. So <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to meet you. That's what happened to Whole Foods. I was just walking around waiting for him to get in my eyeline. I'm like, oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> you're awesome. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Well, Remember, that's a little over the line. Yeah. It's like, you know, like there's I'm a lo- line. And I'm long and gangly. I'm just like, you, <laughs> you can't not notice I'm in front of you. I'm a big fan. Let's not, make this, let's not make this awkward. Let's just talk it out. I just randomly yell out character names and see which one he responds to. <laughs> I don't remember who it 
was, Justin, maybe you'll, you can inform me. But we were out having lunch one time at a sandwich shop in Studio City, and somebody was there, um, relatively famous, and I remember they were there with like their baby, and they left their diaper bag, and they left. And I was like, how do we let so-and-so know that their diaper bag is at Witch Witch? Like, what do we do? I know. Twitter to the rescue. Wow. So I'm like on Twitter tweeting to this guy. I can't remember who it was now, but I was like, hey, Ethan Hawk, like your, your diaper bag is at Witch Witch. And I just saw it. So you should go get it. Just want to let you know it's here. We just saved your diaper bag, Ethan Hawk. You're welcome. Hashtag only in LA. Um, okay. So wait. Back to the movie. She so she kind of likes Christian Slater. Do you like Christian Slater? Not really. I can no? tolerate him. I don't Justine? like him. No, I kept you like thinking, him? No, I like him. I just kept thinking Heathers? about him. And, um, I think his life Archer. Romantic comedy, Heathers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Heathers is a wonderful yeah. romantic comedy. <laughs> but since he was just on Archer as a cartoon, I kept on thinking of him in Archer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his his outside of acting life is a little nutty. Yeah. Like, he's suing his dad right now or something. Well, you're like you're like going like Doctor Phil and all these actors, man. How can you like anybody? You're like Tom Cruise's man. Like his 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 marital situation really turns me off. His leaders, I understand. Like his dad tried to like defraud something and like oh, that's why you steal don't like money him? from him. No, I like Christian Slater. I like him. I'm defending. Christian He's Mr. Slater. Robot. He's like crazy fantasy man who's gonna go take over the world and cause anarchy and take down Donald Trump. I'm totally yeah. on board for him. I'm with her. You just said you didn't like him. <laughs> but I'm with Ashley. Ashley. I didn't say I was with Christian. There's a difference. <laughs> I think it's the voice for me. There's just something about his voice that sounds like Jack Nicholson gone awry. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. I can see that. Yeah. I, I find it rather me. comforting though. But then Do again, you? I was I was obsessed with Jack Nicholson's Joker. Oh, then that's different. Then maybe you have some sort of like nostalgic thing for... Yeah, it's weird. But also growing up with my mother, who is also slightly obsessed with Christian Slater, <laughs> it's like you kind of find some sweetness or nostalgic thing in it. So your brother named? His name is Christian. <laughs> I was like, his name is Christian Slater. <laughs> yeah. And you have to, you have no, to refer to him. No, it's actually Christian Robert, but it's very close. <laughs> So is, is your mom, was she a big Batman? Well, no, not Batman, but big Heathers fan. What was her? It Christian was Heathers. There you go. There Do you, you go. remember Heathers? Yes. That's a good movie. It was a good movie. Okay, good. Because <laughs> you're on the same team. Wow. <laughs> so what else? What else do you have? What, what's in your notebook, Justine? Tell me. Oh, I was just trying to write down the plot understanding things. <laughs> so, the, 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 so the plot's pretty self-explanatory. So they meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great meet cute, as Robert R- Roger Ebert used to call it, where he was at his favorite movie theater. His boss hired a call girl to meet him. And have, you know, some hot... Amorous relations. Amorous relations. <laughs> um, she instantly basically wants to quit her job as a call girl and be in love and together. Yeah, but she's like, well, I also have this really creepy Dracula pimp, as Chrissy calls him. I mean, that's what internet said. He has the magic peen. Who was abusive to me. And that's yeah. when uh, Christian, Slater. oh. Christian Slater's character talks to Elvis and is like, I'm going to go kill this dude. And that was his... That's the major... And Elvis says, I always liked you, Clarence Hall. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was pretty good. Do it again. I always liked you, Clarence Hall. <laughs> Do you know who was playing uh, uh, Elvis in this movie? No idea. Val Kilmer. Really? really? There you go. Oh, so many Batman connections. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so he goes and um, the, the pimp is played by Gary Oldman with like weird 
man, he ratty crazy. dreads and like a weird eye and uh, chaos ensues from there. Basically, reminds me of like Pirates of the Caribbean before Pirates of the Caribbean. What does that mean? The dreads and the overall like look. Like, oh, like he was Jack Sparrow before Jack Sparrow even existed. Yeah, but not as hot. So it was like yeah. it, it, yeah. it just felt like it was similar. Jack Sparrow's hot. Yeah. Yes. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold At on. no point have you ever been like, I've got I've got a Jack Sparrow boner, Chrissy. <laughs> this is totally new. Awkward. Um, <laughs> Glad you guys are here for this. Johnny Depp with guy liner. Uh-huh. Johnny Depp. Talk Do about I, talk about more? people that, that I, I've met in real life. Like Johnny Depp kinda he's got he's kinda smelly. I gotta tell you that. I, so I've I, heard I, that. He's so, also kind of a dick. Oh, he's kind of a mind. dick. There you go. Born down. Born down. Hot. Yeah. Like the There's look of Jack, Jack Sparrow, Sparrow that is just somewhat. There's a bondit. What my mom would call it's, a bondit sort of thing. It's a French <laughs> term. It's like I don't. I don't know how to describe it because my my grandmother's French and she would say that if somebody was a bondit, there's like a mischievous quality to them yes. oh. and like a, an attractive mis- mischievousness to them. And um, so I grew up with that phrase. I'm like, he's a bondit. <laughs> so like. In my mind, Jack Sparrow was a bondit, and so there you go. <laughs> I think I've discovered. Good answer. Good answer. I, I think yeah, I've discovered. I think I've discovered. So another thing about True Romance that I, like I said, I haven't watched this movie in like twenty years, but she's like the only female in this movie. Basically, yeah. yep. it's like a dudes club. It's yep. sausage, token Quentin sausage everywhere. Quit. He's he's got some female he's got protagonists. Some so female yeah. characters he mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. in his later movies. Yeah. Okay. In his This is early Quentin. Early Quentin. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was all sausage parties. Mm-hmm. So, um speaking of sausage, the, so the most famous his editor. The, the yes. most famous scene in this movie and I since you guys this is the first time you saw this movie is the it's called the Sicilian scene between Christian Slater's dad, played by Dennis Hopper, mm. and like one of these mob bosses, played by Chrissy's favorite, Christopher Walken. My favorite or your favorite? Both of our favorites. <laughs> Why are you putting it on me? You don't like Christopher Walken? I do, but it's funny because you were like, your favorite. I'm like, do you guys like Christopher Walken? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a Christopher Walken impression? Chrissy's got one. No, you have Chrissy, one. Do you, That's why I was like, is, it, your, is this where this is going We've now? got guests, Chrissy. Please bring out your Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> but it's not nearly as good as yours. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, why are you doing this so, to me? So I love Christopher Walken. I know you do. Because he loves Christopher uh, But one of the things that kind of, um, other than him on Saturday Night Live, who he's like one of the best hosts ever yes, on Saturday has, Night Live, is we love uh, Modern Family, the show Modern Family, <laughs> because... Um, a lot of people say that uh, the Dumfies from Modern Family remind us. Remind they remind anyway. We're poor man's. Phil We're the there. poor man's gotcha. Dumfies. But the, uh, Phil Dumphy in that show, at one point, he tells a joke. <laughs> you want to yeah. do, do it, Chrissy? Show me your impression. You're setting me up to fail. <laughs> we believe in you, Chrissy. Oh, 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 this is even worse now. It's going to go badly. <laughs> you do it, and then I'll do it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Ready? He goes. So this is this is him telling a joke. Um, Phil Dunphy in the show, Modern Family. Go ahead. You put your clothes in me. Christopher Walken closet. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Chrissy. You do it so yeah. much better, though. No, you're, that, that was, was perfect. Oh, I want to die. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> so we just go around doing that one really bad Christopher All Walken the time. joke. Like, All the we're, time. We're those nerdy couples. You <laughs> put your clothes into me. Christopher Walken Closet. 
<laughs> oh, yours is very good. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. southern, but it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, but in this, in the middle of this movie, um, Dennis Hopper straight out of speed, basically. He loves speed. He's still got his like. <laughs> he's a security guard, I think, in this movie, but he used yeah. to be a cop. Right. Um, but he plays uh, Christian like Slater's uh, father that he's never hasn't seen in several years. Christian Slater, who's basically like a fuck up in this movie, like he's totally making mistakes all around this movie. Um, shows up at his father's door is like, I need help. And then basically eventually gets his dad killed before having this long scene where he's sitting across from this mob boss played by Christopher Walken. And they have this like 10 minute long dialogue scene basically. And that's the most famous scene in this movie. So, really? and not only the most famous scene in this movie up until I think, uh, I don't know if it was in glorious bastards or whatever, Quentin Tarantino's famous, uh, favorite scene he's ever written so really yes. wow. really that's surprising do you remember that scene chrissy sure <laughs> the sicilian scene yeah so yeah so in this so dennis hopper is kind of like uh talking to this mob boss he eventually realizes that he's not gonna get out alive so he kind of starts you know talking with Go him and it. trying to stall and let um the other two get as far away from these uh, mob guys as possible from Detroit. So they at, at some point they go from Detroit, land up in L.A. in the middle of the movie. So no, no, not a good scene. It's fine. I'm just surprised that the most um, talked about scene isn't the final scene or penultimate scene when they're all finally in the hotel room and just becomes this like massive quagmire of mm-hmm. the cops versus the protagonists versus the mob. Mexican like, standoff. Yeah. The, yes. Like the famous Quentin Tarantino standoff. Yeah. yeah. That strikes always me as more iconic. Three. Oh, yeah. I didn't think Lots of guns. That. I mean, it just strikes me as more iconic than the scene you're talking about, which while acted. What was you guys' favorite scene in the movie? Did you have a favorite scene in the movie? I like the movie theater scene. The yeah. very beginning. Yeah. Then again, that's like, I... So, I work a lot. <laughs> and my grandmother has been in the ICU. Okay. So that has been what has stalled my viewing of everything. Plus, it was really hard to find this movie. Okay. Well, I feel bad for making you watch this movie now. <laughs> Justin, making people watch movies they don't want to see since 2008. Damn it. <laughs> wah, wah. You guys can see me out now. Oh, wait. I live here. Never mind. <laughs> this is your house. So wait, you watched the first half? Yes. So you didn't know how it ends? I didn't know how it ends. So basically, everyone dies, but the two protagonists. Yes, yes, that's literally she, everybody. She told me, I filled her in. Yeah. Well, so like, what else you got, Justine? You got a you huge book. See, There's lots um, of words and stuff on that thing. Shirtless Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's yeah. in this movie. Did, did you see Brad Pitt before? I you? did not get to see Brad Pitt. Oh. He was a welcome respite. Let me tell you. you <laughs> Chrissy didn't even know it was him. Well, not I, at really? first, but then he talked. I was like, oh my god, it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> not only Brad Pitt, but. Brad Pitt at his most Brad Pitt. Like, I think this is the most um, like Brad Pitt. <laughs> like role. he may not shower, but he's beautiful. This is this, and it's this dumb. This is like smoking weed Brad Pitt before he got like twenty kids. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> you got that total now. Twenty some, something like that. It's 18. a lot. He's got yeah, a lot he's on his plate. A dugger, like he's a dugger, but yeah. you know he adopts. Um, but he didn't produce them all, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like. How do you like? There's some that are biological, and then there's some that are adopted. Like they kind of switched off, and he's just got too much going on. Are they divorced now? Yeah, Yeah. they are officially divorced. Well, apparently he's been drinking. Well, I mean, like a lot. Well, and doing bad things. 
doing bad things. <laughs> I don't, don't look at me. Like, I don't Gambling know what he's doing. and apparently there was some child abuse. Oh, I heard that accusation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard the child abuse was like, he was like yelling at his kids. Like, was it more than yelling? He grabbed and shook. Shook, shook, grabbed and shook. Bad. Bad bears. Bad Bad Brad Pitt. Bad, bad Pitt. (laughs) Can you say that again? Bad Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) Poor. I hear she's really intense though. So you think? No, like, no, she puts like a, like a brave face and like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help out every country all the kids from every country you know and adopt 20 kids of my own but you know i hear she's like seriously a little bit of a loose cannon well i think her altruism is born out of her intensity like yeah yeah that they're part and parcel you can't separate the two and be like she's intense but she also does this cool thing like she does the cool thing because it's like it's it's out of her intensity yes and passion to do the right thing and to do something good in the universe well plus she also was told to, that she was crazy for so long yeah i mean she totally. dated billy bob thornton she had a vial of his blood around her neck her dad is john boy <laughs> holy cow enough said she lost her mom like, she's trying yeah. to like fill the need that she probably has she's got a lot going yeah. on <laughs> i mean having a father like john voight is just enough you would think and then there's breast cancer and her mom dying it's oh just, yeah. yeah right Right. <laughs> right. You better agree with the three women on the couch. Jeez, man. Holy cow. And he never Walken brings movies. us back. <laughs> so I like Christopher Walken in this movie. I like that scene. The Mexican standoff scene's pretty good. I like the scene where Elliot gets the coke all over his face. <gasps> oh, we forgot oh. about Balky Patakamas. Yes. Did you guys like, did you watch Perfect Strangers or know about that show? Is oh, it? No, I it. watched that show when I was a kid. Was it on... TGIF? No, it was like something that you Thursday. watched at like 4 p.m. when there was nothing else on and you only had channels 2 through 13. What? No, it was on ABC. No, was, but it was like, no, trust it was me. on ABC. I, I think, was home I think a lot it was on and I Thursday. watched a lot of TV. I think it was on, so TGIF was on Friday with Full House, Family yeah, Matters. I think right. Perfect Strangers was on Thursday with something well, maybe else. Maybe I watched it in syndication. I think it was Growing Pains. I think it was paired with Growing Pains. Really? I can't believe you don't know that. I, I think I watched it We love Growing Pains. Do you guys like Growing Pains? Yeah. I like growing Pains. Chrissy, you like Growing Pains? Yes, but I watched it in syndication. Oh, you did? Yeah. I watched that shit live. Well, good for you. <laughs> Look at me. Odie over here. <laughs> you got a few years on me. So, um, Bronson uh, Pincho played uh, Balky on Perfect Strangers. What's his name again? Bronson Pincho. I think you called him Bronson. And I was like, Bronson? You mean Bronson? <laughs> Bronson Pinchon. Whatever. I'm not hard of hearing. Continue. He plays this uh, guy who gets caught in this whole um, drug fiasco with Christian Slater's character. And there's a great scene where um, if you got to meet like a drug dealer, you got to do it in an inconspicuous place like Six Flags. <laughs> Isn't that where all drug deals go down? Yeah. I mean, like, let's I mean, be honest. In the parking lot, yeah. That's really intense. That's, That's what it was in St. Louis. Louis. Like, that's yeah. where you would go. Where? The parking lot of Six Flags. In St. Louis. In St. Louis. I am not even shitting you. What is this? <laughs> I didn't know about this. This is where drug deals go down in theme park parking lots? Because the parking lot is so full that yeah. they can't watch everyone. So it's so easy to just pull this in and pull dealer. out. This is I genius. genius. I got to get actually. my DeLorean and go back. back. But, but, but they also charge for parking there. So that's kind of a pain Oh, in yeah. Mind. How do you do that? 
I don't think they did at the one in, in St. Louis. Oh, and at the one in, in here in Valencia, Los Angeles, they also tell you where to park. Like, it's like Disneyland. Yeah, so, like, no, you pay, and then like they're, like, there. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh. And you just go where they tell I could you. only imagine going to Six Flags, meeting your drug dealer for, like, a ton of coke, <laughs> like, doing the coke, and then going on a roller coaster. <laughs> that sounds frightening for me. <laughs> Very frightening. Um, Maybe not so frightening for other people. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it gives them like superpowers. I mean, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, did you hear the story? <laughs> Segway is that, by the way. <laughs> superpowers? No. superpowers? Hey, let's talk Superman about Coke ride. in the parking lot. Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was about to say, uh, a couple, like a month or two ago, uh, Andrew Garfield was doing an interview and somebody asked him about, he apparently got super high and went to Disneyland with like a bunch of his friends. Oh boy. And I was, and there was like pictures of him on Splash Mountain and he's like, what? I was like, I thought about that when I was watching True Romance. I'm like, oh man, like Chrissy, we're like really old, like adults with like kids, but this sounds great. We need to get on this whole doing drugs in the Six Flags parking lot and going on a roller coasters thing because it sounds awesome. So hearing you say that, and like kind of further to your point, like maybe I'm just not understanding pot culture very well, including the fact that I just said pot culture. <laughs> nice. Like I hear you say that, and I'm like. Man, it's legal here, Christy. Now I, I know, but the idea of like doing a whole lot of pot and then doing pot and then going on, on a you roller my mom. coaster. <laughs> you doing the marijuana's? You're smoking the Ouija's, <laughs> the Ouija board. It just doesn't sound appealing. Like I hear, like let's smoke pot and then take a nap, and that sounds appealing. Yeah, but roller coasters. Not so much. Go cool. pick one of the slow rides and just take a nap on the slow ride. Do the lazy river. In, I mean, I the, guess. The Where's the lazy river at? Uh, Disneyland? Um, Disneyland? No, we're no, talking about Six, Six Flags. Flags. Do they have a water park there? They have a Hurricane Harbor. Hurricane Harbor, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. I've only been once. Oh, really? They have a lazy river. I didn't go to the water park. You have park. small children. You're going to go I went to the main more. park yeah. where it's like nine, 98% roller coasters. Yeah. I'm like, if you don't like roller coasters, do not come to Six Flags. Because yeah, it was daunting. I was like, I can't even count as many roller coasters as they have here. There's one that just goes like straight up into the sky, like in the clouds. Superman. Is it Superman? Yeah. yeah. Of course. And there's Mr. Freeze that also does that and then goes backwards. Oh my God. I haven't been on that one yet. I haven't been for a, a long time, but you I was went- blackout on Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> my junior prom that was what we did the day after prom so we stayed up until five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and then went to six flags at 7 a.m oh my god and uh my boyfriend at the time got me to go on the the boss which is the wooden roller coaster and i'm terrified of roller coasters because i cracked my head open when i was little and so, you went to six flags anyway. Six Flag anyway you must have met somebody in the parking lot first <laughs> <laughs> where am i i fell asleep i started falling i fell asleep uh, at the very beginning of the boss, which it starts off really slow and nice and easy, and I was like, "Oh, this is lovely." This How is in the lovely. world? And then I, I woke up and just cried. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a nightmare. It does sound like a nightmare. Oh well, my I was god! So tired. I had been at prom all night and been up since like the crack of dawn, getting my hair done. Well, yeah, they, yeah, that'll do that. Yeah, we had graduation night there, so it's very similar to what you're talking yeah, about. It's yeah, it's terrible. It is. It's <laughs> totally terrible. We used to write Colossus backwards on Halloween. That was something. This sounds awesome. I can't wait to do this. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't been. No, I've been once. What? I didn't meet my drug dealer in the parking lot first, <laughs> but I went once, and now I'm thinking about going again. You have lived in LA since 2002, and you've only been to Six Flags once? Well, I prefer Disneyland. 
I mean, uh, I'm young at heart. Everybody does too, but it's also like a million dollars more expensive. You can fall asleep yeah. on it as a small world. That, that's like 30 minutes right that there. That is terrifying. That ride is terrifying. <laughs> but wait, wait till you have Ear kids. Plugs. Talk about a respite. When you have kids, you're like, oh, thank God. This kid, this ride is like 10 miles long. So like the kids are like, yay! And you're like, <sighs> yeah. There's, there's things going on in every fucking corner of that ride. Yeah. You could take a nap. Your kids are totally yeah, fine. One arm so they don't come out of the boat. And you're just like, yeah. Air, air, yeah. air conditioning. <laughs> happiness it's a great ride like there's other kids. there's other kid rides like the snow white ride where you're like i'm frightened this by terrifying. this <laughs> why are we here you know so are they going to make a true romance ride is that what we're getting at they should they oh should God. yeah it should be like the halloween ride where you go and kill everyone oh. and then coming. you have coke like that flies in your face yeah <laughs> <laughs> Really, you've thought this out. I'll keep a talk. Yeah, he's totally. He gets the coke in his face. Uh, stopped by the police. So, anyway. Anyway. What else? So, um, gosh, you can't believe there's nothing else you like, Chrissy. I don't think you you fell asleep during this movie too. Can't didn't I you? I fell asleep during both of them for a portion, but you woke me up. Uh, so I wasn't asleep for very long. What does that mean? Like it means like, five minutes? like most of it. Uh, James Gandolfini is in this movie too. Oh, he's good. He's good to the point that you want to basically like. He's in. He's in the scene that where you, you might. I think you missed. But he's a. He's the. There's a very um, uh, tense scene where Graphic. Gandolfini basically beats the shit out of Patricia Arquette's character. Like they get oh, into a huge thing. fight, yeah. and he ends up. Um, she ends up killing him though. So. Yeah, she yeah. like he comes at her with a gun, and she comes at him with a wine corkscrew, and he's like, "Oh, really, baby? All right, fine. I'll give you one shot. Like, do whatever you need to do. You get one shot because I like you." And she drives it into his instep of his foot, and he's like, "Fuck! This was a bad choice." And then, no shit, right? And then they just go after each other, and it's completely violent, and it's very Quentin Tarantino and, yeah. and yeah. graphic, and everything you would imagine a Quentin Tarantino script regarding violence would be but ultimately she comes out on top so there's a redeeming quality there There, yes one one just the one there's some there's some yeah both this movies has some um fight scenes between women and men basically true um this so this movie uh budget was 13 million it only grossed 12.2 million at the box office so this is one of those movies that kind of bombed at the box office, but kind of had a, a life once it um, was on video and uh, DVD video. or whatever. Yes, VHS. V- VHS. Yes, this was during VHS Be times. Time rewind. So anything else we were missing from your notes, uh, Justine? Nah. Before? So uh, we like to uh, talk about a couple of uh, IMDb trivia for this movie. First of which was, it was Brad Pitt's idea for his character to be a stoner who never leaves the couch. What? Can you believe that? <laughs> so I want to know no. what the character was before he had this grandiose plan. Because I'm like, what did he sign up for if not that? One thing I do know is I like the movie uh, Pineapple Express a lot. Yes, you do. And um, I don't know if this is true, but the the germ of the idea of that movie was they're like, so if what if we take Brad Pitt's character in true romance... But he gets he gets involved in everything instead of everybody else, and instead of everybody else, and so he's still high, getting That's chased awesome. by all this thing. So, um, Qu- uh, Quentin Tarantino sold the script for fifty thousand dollars, which was the minimum amount of a money of money that could be paid for a script at the time. What? Yes. Wow. Yes. He did the same thing with uh, Natural Born Killers as well because he needed the money. 
So the so his the first two scripts that he wrote were Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. and um this script that was like a amalgamation of True Romance and Natural Born Killers. Right. And so he separated these two into True Romance and Natural Born Killers. And uh, Tony Scott read True Romance and Reservoir Dogs as like, I want to make both these movies. But Quentin was like, I want to make one of them. So you choose which one you want to make. And so Tony Scott made this and Quentin Tarantino made Reservoir Dogs. I mean, I think that was a decision on Tony Scott's part. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs R- R- is R- much better. R.I.P. R- R- Tony Scott. He's the one who, so he's Ridley Scott's brother who mm-hmm. jumped off the bridge. Uh, oh. He's the director that jumped off the bridge yeah. several years ago here in L.A. because it turns out he had uh, early uh, br- brain, some kind of brain cancer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's extremely sad. That's so sad. Um, that moto fight between uh, Alabama and James Gandolfini character took five days to shoot. Oh, my Jesus. God. I mean, it was pretty intricate. Yeah, lots I mean, of choreography. She was like lifting like lids off the back of a toilet and like hitting them with it. So, you know. That Drew Barrymore was the first choice for the role of... take that off. I know. Like We learned that yesterday. Heavy. Could you guys see Drew Barrymore in the role of Alabama Whitman? No. I mean, I first could. Choice. It would be good, though. Yeah, at the time. No. no. Did you think she did a good job? What did you guys think about her accent? Alabama? Yeah. I was believable, but that's maybe because I've heard Patricia Arquette do yeah. a southern accent before. What did she do it in? Oh, I can't remember what it is. Oh, that one. Copies of that the original ri- Copies of the original script uh had the tagline when you're tired of a relationships, try a romance. No? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, in the DVD commentary, Quentin says that this is the most autobiographical movie he's ever made. That's just weird. Is yeah, yeah. Would you hear that? I'm like, what part? Like, which character? <laughs> right? The word fuck and its derivatives are said 225 times. What are the derivatives of fuck? Like, it's Motherfucker. Fuck. Oh, okay. Fucking. 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 Yeah, fuck. that I get. Fucker. Okay. Fucker. Fucker. Fuck. Cocksucker. Fucker. Yeah, there you go. Hey, now you're on a roll. I mean, you got it. Well. You got yeah. it, right? <laughs> I mean, now I'm swearing, so it's all good. <laughs> Gary Oldman had his Bram Stoker's Dracula wig maker work on Drexel's dreadlock wig, and he sported one of his eyes from the same movie. There it is. There you go, Chrissy. You're welcome. You guys like Bram Stoker's Dracula? Have you seen that one? I haven't yeah, seen it. I have. Oh. It's a vampire movie. <sighs> Guys. Justine, you've got to see that one. I snuck into, I was staying in a friend's house and her older brother was watching this movie and I snuck into the living room to watch it, like literally crawled. And like I sat by the couch and watched it and was so scared. I remember going to bed the night with her and I was like, I'm going to die. And she goes, you know, it's not real. We were old enough to know. And she's like, that's not like a real thing. I'm like, yeah, but I'm so scared. Like I'll, I'll give myself a heart attack. Like I'll die in my sleep. Like either way, this movie's going to kill me. And I was so sure that I have that a was very similar experience, but I will, it's very embarrassing uh, with Independence Day. Spill. <laughs> Chrissy, you mean one of my Chrissy's, favorite movies of all Chrissy's time? Favorite movie of all time. I love Independence Not Day, but the fr- favorite, I but. okay. So I was little, and it was on TV. I think I think my parents at the time had rented it or something, and I was I snuck out in the hallway, and you could <laughs> angle yourself in the hallway because I was a night owl. And you could watch the move, like whatever they were watching on TV from the hallway right. and still hear the sound. The alien scene com- came on and I literally thought aliens were going to come and abduct me and then choke me to death with their tentacles. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Like the scene with Bill Palmer, he's like, I yeah. saw his thoughts. Yeah. I saw what they're planning to do. Nuke the bastard. That one, yeah. 
<laughs> Christine knows the whole script. I know everything. By heart. Wow. That's a shame. Did you guys see the sequel? No. Yes. Oh. I mean, good for you. Sorry, Justine. <laughs> I was wise enough to just say no. I was not because I was obsessed. And I was like, must see it. And afterward, I was like, that was First day in theaters. We were there. <laughs> we really were. Oh, well. I know. Oh, but did well. you have like the weird crush on Jeff Goldblum for like ever? I had, I had Forever? Been... <laughs> for now. We still both have crushes on Jeff Goldblum. Not only that, Chrissy's had the chance to, you know, like get close to Jeff Goldblum so... a couple times. <laughs> and I've like egged her on. I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's really awkward, you guys. So Jeff Goldblum is a little bit of a ladies' man. <laughs> and, I, would expect, I would expect that. Yeah. Right? And I worked with him once. Um, I, I used to work for CBS. And he was the guest on our show. And I'll never forget uh, walking him to the elevator and realizing quite quickly that A, he's like a close walker and he's close talker mm. <laughs> he keep boys in your in your space and you're like you're like okay and um and he was like um you know i just want to hold your hand and he held my hand he's like oh your hand is so soft and i was like thanks jeff goldblum <laughs> and i felt so awkward i looked at him and i was like you know i'm a huge fan and so is my husband we're both really good <laughs> there it is. The he he like his he he was like so close to my face, right? He's like looking at my face, his eyes, like not his whole head, his eyes flick away to my ring and he looks at me, he goes, Oh, and your husband loves you too. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, he does. And he goes, You strike me as somebody who sings. Do you sing? And I was like, Yes, Jeff Goldblum, I do sing. <laughs> and he's like, What do you sing? I'm like, Whatever. Like when you sing, you you just sing. I don't whatever know. Whatever you want, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I'll sing whatever you want. <laughs> Can you sing the classics? And I'm like, okay, like, what do you want to sing? So no joke now. The elevator doors have opened. Now we're walking through the halls of CBS. And he swings my arm and he's because he hasn't let go of my hand yet. And he's like, stormy weather. And I'm like, okay, since my man and I together. And like, we keep going. And we, it was so, it was so, oh my God, talk about meet cute. Like we're going down and people are like looking at us like, what the fuck is happening? But we get to the main entrance and he goes, you are an excellent singer. What are you doing tomorrow night? And I was like, I don't know, something with my husband, I don't know. And he's like, because I'm singing at Cafe Was with my band and you should definitely come and sing with us. Oh and my I'm God. Like, oh, okay. Like, definitely going to have to talk about that with, you know, the old man. And <laughs> so she texts me and she's like, so this happened. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Let's go right now. <laughs> Let's go hours early and just like set up shop. This sounds awesome. I was like, I'm so awkward. I awkward. I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't do it. He's like, you, you got to wear something sexy, Chrissy. <laughs> wear something sexy. We're going through, I'm going through your closet like, as soon as I get home and I'm picking out your red dress. I got this. Yeah, basically. And I never went because I was so embarrassed Aww. about it. I don't know why. Like I should have gone now in retrospect, but at the time, I still, I, I don't think the time's up. I still think it can happen for us. <laughs> We've talked about taking moment? taking this thing with us with some microphones and like doing it. Like, oh, by the way, we have a podcast. Let's talk about your movies. <laughs> he would do it. He's like, he's crazy. So uh, next time he's at he Cafe was I'm huge movie fan. Jeff Goldblum. Oh boy, so. he's so smart. I can't wait to walk in the next time he's at Cafe was and be like, do you remember me? Since my man and I <laughs> together, and he'll be like, "Who the hell are you, and why are you singing?" And be like, "Nothing." Okay. Anyway, so let's. Uh, what What would be your final grade, Justine, for True Romance? How do you guys grade things on your A B C D F A B C uh, letter grades? Oh, like we're in school. Like you're Basically. in school. Okay. 
You could justify it too with pluses or minuses. You can look at your whole page as a whole and see what you. D. D. Ashley, you watched half the movie, but I can I'm let you. I'm giving it an incomplete because I didn't get to finish it. <laughs> do, now you watched the first half. We we just talked about it for a little bit. I do you want to what? Do you, you want to know? know? I do want to know how it ends. Because the the thing the thing about this movie is it does end, and the two of them both survive. Everyone else I do dies. Like watching it from the perspective of knowing that uh, Pineapple Express came out of it. <laughs> I do like they have he, a child. By the he way, he wasn't supposed <laughs> to survive. Like in the original script, his character did not survive. Oh, she survived with all of like I guess at the end, it's just drugs and money that yeah. she gets and just like drives She's off to the sunset. Now. I feel like that would have been an almost more interesting ending, to be honest with you. But yeah. in the but what happened was, I guess uh, Tony Scott, the director, liked the character so much that he's like, oh, I want them both to survive and. You know, have kid like have kids, and you know, a weird happy have a ending. Fulfilling life, exactly. To this really dark, you know, romance action movie, whatever this is. So, what would be your final grade, Chris? Uh, C minus. C minus and a D and incomplete. I feel like I'm being fair. <laughs> I would have to give it a B. Oh. What are you giving me that face for? <laughs> How dare you? I mean, Justin. It's your more, taste is in your mouth tonight. Nowhere else. Where oh, else would it be? Wow. Oh, you have no taste. <sighs> Do you guys need a, like a third person for your podcast? Because <laughs> I am looking to... You can trade up to all the future podcasts. That's fine. All the girls will team up. Straight, <laughs> trades will be made. Um, it's totally fine. Awkward. <laughs> Got a little Chasey awkward, Chrissy. Anyway, that's what we do. So, Chrissy trashes movies that I like. And vice versa. <laughs> Feed the fish. You pick that randomly off Netflix one day. Are you talking? That's true. Anyway, so let's move from um, <laughs> true romance to. <laughs> Natural born killers. Oh boy. <laughs> Mickey and Mallory. Feared by thousands. I love you so much, baby. I love you. Watched by millions. We're fake. Can't stop fake. Nobody can. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone or something. Woody Harrelson. Juliette Lewis. Robert Downey Jr. and Tommy Lee Jones. What do you have to say to your fans? You ain't seen nothing yet. Natural born killers. In the media circus of life, they were the main attraction. So we just watched Natural Born Killers last night. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, so these movies are connected by by being basically they were part of the same original script by uh, Quentin Tarantino. Um, but Oliver Stone eventually took the script and totally reworked it and made what it is now for this movie, which was um, pretty much one of the most controversial movies of the 1990s. And Justin, what made it so controversial? What made it? Yeah. Um, because it is very ultra-violent. Yes. Um, and it spawned um, Were there copycat, copycat killings. killings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I didn't know that. One of which the most famous was the uh, the Columbine yeah. kids. Kind of, I think they mentioned this. Um, they this mentioned movie. this as like the reason why they got it. They're big fans yeah. of natural born killers. Yeah. Good God, I didn't they know that. they were behind the message. So, so yeah, so this was a very controversial movie at the time. Shit. Um, it came. They they tried to Oliver Stone made it. Tried to put it out. Um, and they're like, this is like X or NC seventeen. You have to make tons of cuts, and he cut it, and then so now there's like a couple different versions of this movie. So did you? So did you guys watch? I think I watched the un, the unrated version. I don't know what version. It was I the watched. only one that I could get on Amazon. Did you guys? So did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Okay. So yeah. knowing Once this, Robert RDJ showed up. I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. <laughs> So that's why when when I was she's like what movies are we watching I'm like we're watching True Romance and we're watching something else because <laughs> I knew that if I told her like a week ago we're watching Notcher Born Killers she's like I don't know what that is but that doesn't sound like my type of movie so literally you guys thirty seconds in we're watching it and you know the camera angles are really funky and it's always like from down here they're shooting and mm-hmm. it's choppy and I'm like dude dude is this gonna do us the whole way. He's like, I'm like, is the whole movie shot like this? He doesn't respond. Instead, he goes, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, oh god, I'm really. This is a great movie to show someone who doesn't know anything about it and has never seen it because it is so weird. It's bonkers. It's bonkers, which is one of our favorite words. Totally bonkers. What did you guys think? I actually genuinely, after I digested it. Yeah. I really liked the way the the message that Oliver Stone was trying to portray. What was Be- the message? For me, society society is obsessed with violence to the point where we don't pay attention to reality. That we are so disconnected between uh what is actually happening and how horrible it is that it's being when it's being shown on TV, we're like, "Oh, okay, we can totally get behind this." Like having the the Coke commercial in in between the two sections of the, mm-hmm. the prison um, riot is probably one of my favorite edits ever. Yeah. We're going to we, get all super edit nerd yeah. on this. We got Sorry, two, we got two editors edit. on the couch. <laughs> so when Justine's like, when I'm like pitching out movies and I knew, I found out you guys hadn't seen natural born killers as editors. I was like, okay, we're watching that movie because one of the, one of the craziest things about this movie is a feature film usually has what? Uh, like, 700 800 edits in it this movie has like 3000 plus edits in it it depends on what type of genre edit wise mm-hmm. also time period because uh, yeah. we have gotten yeah. closer to a thousand edits per movie nowadays like a, a thousand standard- versus three but that's just yeah. for a standard dialogue movie yeah. for an action movie nowadays it's right around three thousand just in general yeah. But Ashley, you're an editor. This is the first time you saw this movie. This movie this is... This isn't the first time I've seen Oliver Stone, though, who is also very big on editing. But this movie. Oh, my God, Justin. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> oh, my God, Justin. Chrissy, you watched the same movie. I did. Chrissy's watched this movie, like, audibly groaning throughout it. She's like, what is this? I can understand this? why. Because yeah. through the first half of it, like, I was texting her, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what yes. is this? Why are I'm we like, watching? I can't help you. I'm and then, I, I and then Robert Downey Jr. showed up. I'm like, he's going to save the fucking movie and I'm going to love it because of him. And then it ended up being like, oh, no, I kind of loved it because he was just the jackass that lost everything. Yeah. 
everybody in this movie is like terrible people. Like every single character. There's not a, a single character in this movie like you're like. Yeah, no, I agree. Because the playing field is even, first yes. of all. You know? Well, and it also, she's going to bring up juxtaposition a lot. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So a lot of the Big words. I was just going to say nickel words. Every character has a mirror to themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really liked Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, this you are a horrible person, but yet I am so obsessed with you and I'm a jerk off about this at night. And he's like the, the juxtaposition of... Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character because Woody Harrelson isn't really getting anything out of the violence. He's just, I'm just a killer. Like right. that's he's who the I demon. am. Born he's the demon. Way. I just, I'm born this way and I'm going to yeah. rock out like to Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga and yeah. have fun. So it just made sense for them to be in the room together and have that interview and the way that that was cut. If I'm remembering correctly, it was very canted. It was yeah. very, very close up and you got in their faces and you saw the reflection of each other. That's true. So before we go to Justine, Natural Born Killers, 1994, the log line on IMDb is two victims of traumatized childhoods become lovers and psychopathic serial murderers, irresponsibly glorified by the mass media. Mm-hmm. So, so you, so I'm getting from you that you generally liked it. Yes. For, I, I, Disliked it when I ended it. It was okay. not a good time for me to watch that type it's of It's a grower. It's a grower. It, it was mm-hmm. definitely one not of those where I was like, oh, I need to... Ju-. It was like Harold and Maude for mm. me. Like, Harold and Maude was like, I really didn't... What a weird movie to compare Natural Born Killers to. <laughs> like, in the in the message type of thing. It's okay. Like, I liked the message that Harold and Maude is trying to say about love, and I mm-hmm. really genuinely like the message that this is trying to say about society. It's... You have your mic resting on your boobs. I mean, my cleavage has to be good for something. Really getting right? lazy with this. They're great shelves. I mean, they really are. I right? know. I don't, I don't have a shelf, so I'm very like left out. Well, you're at a loss. All right. So, Justine, what did you think? I actually, yeah, I really liked a lot of it. Uh, when I found, though, when it got one year later to the prison, the pace kind of stagnated and mm-hmm. it got boring. Yes. It, yes. It didn't progress. Yes. That's that's yes. when Christy fell asleep. So. No, no. Yeah. Was, like, like, it got boring. As soon as you said it, I was like, that, thank you. I couldn't figure out like what, what it was because I was like, I knew the movie was crazy sauce mm-hmm. and yet I was intrigued and watching and like wondering where they went and what was going to happen and then you're right. It was right around then that that's when it all just kind of like slowed down to, thank you, <laughs> with my microphone, to like this just massive halt, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And, and and I'm glad you said that because now I feel a little bit less like a plebeian. For, for me, I understood poorly. why they did that, though. Why? Like, because prison is supposed to be this boring stall in your life. It's not oh, supposed it's to be. a movie. I know it's a movie, but that's <laughs> Oliver Stone. Like, for me, like, JFK was one of my favorite movies that I watched for editing. It's my for favorite Oliver one. Stone. I yes. Just, he's. He's such a historian and I'm such a historian. So I connect with that. And I'm just like, you're crazy, but I really like your crazy. Like I right. like your brand, you get of, his crazy. brand of crazy. And like watching, I've been watching his, his history show. Mm. Uh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. Cause he just gets into those little nitty gritty details that people overlook. And I think he does that with his movies. He overlooks or people overlook certain things like editing they they think of editing as this thing that doesn't necessarily need to be there anything other than to serve the character's purpose. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
I think editing can be arty and I think editing can stand out and actually make a more of a message than just being there for the characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oliver Stone, I get you. And I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of fed the happy place in your brain yeah. where you're like watching this, but also thinking this, yeah, and which then is what were, we do a lot. Yeah, as and then there were jump cuts and then there were things and then there was rear projection and then yep. there was some crazy art house shit. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> so much crazy shit going on in this movie. <laughs> right. Chrissy? Well, it's funny because you brought up messaging earlier mm-hmm. and, and kind of with the message of the film. And I, I, I went to a different place with it in, in terms of what I, I feel like it was a little bit ahead of its time, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, because this was kind of like before the advent really of reality TV. Yes, yep. we had like unsolved mysteries and we had those sort well, of things Well, we had the 24 on. hour news cycle, but it yes. hadn't fully taken totally over. Totally in its infancy. Yeah. You know, this was before Nancy Grace became Nancy Grace. Yeah. And well, this came out in what? 94? 94. So this is around OJ. Yes. Just well, well they, they know bring what, it know, up. The explosion they, yeah, of, yeah, of that, right? Yeah, and and so um, it it kind of spoke to that for me, like especially the last third of the film with Robert Downey Jr. leading the charge, like you know, get the story out there, make it as salacious as possible, and you know, just drive this narrative. And I was like, man. To think, you know, it, that this was happening in 1994 and here we are in 2017 and now we see the, re- no pun intended, but the reality of, of what has happened to uh, our, our news cycle and to uh, television for, and actually well, no, narrative, like making journalism have a narrative. Yes. Instead of actually telling you just the fact, just man. the fact. Right. Or even just being investigative or or trying to back those facts up. It's, yes. I have to get the story out first and I have to make sure it has this big impactful message and people are going to read it and be clickbait. It's going to sell. And it's going to mm-hmm. sell. Right. It's all about money. It's money, money motivated. Yes. It's so weird that a couple weeks ago we did we watched Network or she watched Network for the first time. I don't oh, know if you guys yeah, have ever seen Network. Yeah. A very, a very, college. very similar message in a movie that was, you know, time, yeah, but, yeah. 20 but that years before this movie. one. But yes, so so it's funny because the very um, I get again in with my like was it the last was the penultimate scene I guess it was the penultimate scene, but when uh, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, basically being told you're not going to make this out of this live like that's you're it we're going to let you go die. yeah and and he's kind of making a case for himself and well why should you and you know I have all these things and I have an important message I have to convey and they're like no you're you're in it for yourself you only mm-hmm. care you don't care about us you don't care about the message or cause. Per Se. You, you don't care, care about the actual people who were yes, killing. You care about yourself, and yeah. for that reason, though we like you, we're gonna like shoot your brains out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it was kind of a poignant thing, considering how how arguably terrible the, these two people, though brought together by unfortunate violence in their youth, you know, were throughout the whole movie. They're you know antagonists, and at the very end, they have this kind of like poignant thing to say about uh, about what a sass and ass Robert Downey Jr. is, and I'm like. I mean, I can't argue. All right. I guess we're going to shoot him now. <laughs> you know? He's like, you know, all you guys are looking down on us and like talking right. about us, but you're basically just as bad as oh, us. Oh, yeah. You're mm-hmm. in the muck, too. You're you're may- maybe even worse. Yeah, because you feed you're, the system. You're feeding the system and you're making, making money. money off mm-hmm. of these horrible tragedies. And now we are in a quagmire of the same shit with... Everything going on. Yeah, started. Well, I think nobody kind of took any onus back then when people were like, hey, guys, maybe this isn't the greatest of things for you to be doing. Because then Columbine happened and it was all over the news. It was all over everything. It took over God knows how long. I remember it and I was like a child. Yes. And I remember it. But when you have things like that that take over, 
you're disconnecting yourself from the victims of everything. Like, I think people bring up a really good point that we know the names of these killers, these mass murderers, but we don't know the names of any of the victims. Like, we couldn't no. point out the name of a child that was murdered in, in, Sandy Hook. in Sandy Hook, but we could name the guy. Absolutely. Or or there are some people so des- uh, desensitized as Sandy Hook that they think that it didn't even happen. Yeah. It was all just a uh, made-up event. Well, and that's where we're getting now. Now we're, we're reaching a new dawn and an unfortunate dawn. It's like standing on the precipice of a hell well, it's because of n- fake news, you yes. know, mm-hmm. and this whole fake news environment that's now been inculcated and is being perpetrated by certain administrations. <laughs> you but go, girl. Uh, <laughs> it's not even that it's fake news. It's that people are willing to believe the fake news because they're not active they're not willing to be active participants in the process they're ignorant ignorant and they don't care yes it's because it's ignorance by choice it's like people who say why should i have to pay for somebody's why should my tax dollars go towards somebody's health insurance it's like well because the good of for the good of society like do you want to be a good person it's like no i don't want my tax dollars to go for that then what do you want your tax dollars to go for i want Corporate a voucher so i could go to a catholic school and that's it like they that they it's as far as it affects them yes it's 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 like we don't reach outside of our little bubble correct and i think that's on both sides yes and this movie kind of is a connecting point at least for me like i was like oh shit like this is so poignant right now i don't even know if i want to like i'm so depressed (laughs) because of what's going on outside of this and now we're watching a movie that is so poignant (laughs) and then like everything's going on and my aunt is driving me insane and everything is going crazy what is this i I feel so bad (laughs) ashley Retroactive feels so bad for making you watch. You know what's weird about this is you guys are all three. You guys are talking like you like this movie more than True Romance. Yes, yes, because it had a message. (laughs) Yeah, the first movie had a love message. They were in love. That's that's not a message. No, this is weird. So I, I'm on the other side of the fence from Natural Born Killers. See, and I understand the message. So I understand the message he's going for. But I feel like in Oliver Stone does this for like it's like he'll have several movies that are good and then he'll have several movies where you're just like where did he go he went off the deep end like he was uh, Bronson Pinchot's uh, character in True Romance <laughs> like getting cocaine in the parking lot and then he like shows up and like let's direct a movie guys we got it let's do this like the the background for the production of this movie sound like he was like totally coked out or some some kind of well, drugs that was one through of this his whole- line items on the budget. Exactly. Of course. In the, in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. But watching this movie, out of all of his movies that I've seen, I'm just like, okay, I can see it here because, you know, this movie, like, took a... The, the production schedule was very short, apparently. The the editing took 11 months. Mm-hmm. They had very long. 3,000 plus. Like, imagine being in that editing room with him. And he's like... Coked out of his mind, like I'm sure, like beating his editor over the head, saying, We need more cuts, more cuts. You know, several different, um, like they go from animation to black and white Mm -hmm. to all this stuff. Like, as editors, do you guys, are you guys watching this and like, are you like, Oh, this is so awesome that they have all this, this different things going on? Or you're like, 
oh, this is exhaust. Like <laughs> I'm like watching. I'm like, man, this is just exhausting to watch. Basically, mostly I was sitting there like, oh shit, how many assistant editors did they have? Because <laughs> oh fuck, so many film stocks, so many. So many things that they had to pull. Oh, the sinking issues. Oh, they're out in the desert. Oh, my God. That poor assistant lived in their cave for like three months. And I am so sorry. <laughs> Mostly that was my, my first impression. 11 months of editing, Chrissy. 11 I months. I can't. Yeah, I went to broadcast journalism school and it was hard enough to sit in the edit bay for like three days. Like, I can't imagine three months or 11 months as the case may be. That just sounds catastrophically terrible. I'll say that the, the first third of the movie I'm watching, I'm like, okay, like this is a little crazy. It's a little off kilter, literally and figuratively, you know, but I kind of, I kind of get, I'm on board. And then as it goes on, it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. And by the end, I'm just exhausted. I'm just like, Oh, is this movie over yet? <laughs> you know, you're groaning through the whole thing, falling asleep during half of it. Yes. I'm just like, so that's what I was going to say. Don't mistake my understanding that the method Oliver Stone was going method me- message that Oliver Stone was going for, and then that I actually got it for liking the movie. It was mirrored in a whole bunch of bullshit for me. And you're right. I did groan. I was tired by the end. I was like, "Is it over yet? Oh my god! Why is this the longest movie of my life? It feels like it's been three hours. It's been two. I guess I just feel like he it's just went message. a little bit overboard with uh, all the cuts and all the different yes. types of styles being, yes. and stuff. I if he would have dialed it back by like a third or something like that, I would have been a little bit happier. I think he would have been nominated for an Oscar if that would have came out today really to be honest yes because it's so on par for with how movies are made today and how just indie film in general yeah is i was like oh it's an art house film it's an art house film but i was like really comfortable watching it (laughs) i was like oh art house yeah it's just soviet montage theory yeah i got this (laughs) that's funny i mean maybe i'm trying to like figure like what category it would be nominated in like people today would really i think it would it would get some type of praise just because the message would be really easy for us to receive because we've already gone through all of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have thrown Donald Trump in there, mixed in with Mussolini and mixed in with Hitler, and I would have totally got that. It would have made total sense. Right. That's um, true. Because, I mean, he had several different messages going. Like, I, There's not one. He didn't just focus on one message. There's mm-hmm. several different messages that are going on. Like the films that are playing in the background while all this crazy shit that Woody Harrelson and uh, what's her face? Juliet. Crazy Juliet Lewis. Her terrible wigs. Her terrible wigs. I hated the the wigs. I'm so glad you mentioned it in the beginning. I was like, our head yeah what happened yeah. <laughs> what happened <laughs> well in the beginning i was i i felt like the diner scene was way too long yes it just i was like get get with it like i know you're gonna start murdering people so just get to it, it was get to the murder yes it yeah was tarantino and that's where i was just like oliver just- all this bloodlust ashley like just start murdering people now what, See, what's I going on vi- i am a violent person as much as i don't want to admit it i am a vi- i watch hockey and i obsess over it for like a living sometimes but <laughs> it is i tend to gravitate i mean terry gilliam is one of my favorite directors, yes so 
there is a side of me that really does like certain movies that glorify violence and romanticize it. I just am, I can't get behind Tarantino sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's somewhat glorifying hypermasculinity. Yes. Mm. And I'm like, ah, you could tone that down a little bit. I understand what you're saying, but tone it down just a little bit because you're making it seem like a good thing that people are that right. hypermasculine instead of narrating it as a bad thing. So I think you're contributing to the problem while also trying to bring Solve light it. to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you, I get the theme, the thematic message you're going for, but the way you're going about it, you're falling into the same trap of what you're trying to kind of espouse with your thematic message. Yes. Right. Yeah. What did you think, Chrissy? You were groaning the whole time till you I fell mean, asleep. I, I just gave my opinion. You want me to give it again? You liked it? No, I didn't say I liked it. I said I understood the message behind it, and I was on board, especially with that last, believe it or not, of all the two hours, last two minutes. And um, But ultimately, it's not something that I particularly enjoyed going through. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I can't think of any other one particular scene or sequence where I'm like, that got me on board. If anything, I cringed more often than I was on board, especially um, learning a little bit further about the character's sad past, which was necessary for the film. Mm -hmm. But I, I definitely sat here feeling uncomfortable on the couch, cringing at Rodney Dangerfield. And the, the whole, the whole sitcom show. thing with, yeah. with yeah. Rodney Dangerfield and stuff was very... Which I get what they're going for. I understand. I'm just not... It was just hard to sit through. Like, really, it just was. So I feel like I have to answer your question objectively and subjectively. Objectively, there were things to like about this movie. Again, with with the messaging and the way that he kind of artistically tried to put it across. Subjectively, I didn't enjoy it as a movie fan. And if I were in the theater, I wouldn't have enjoyed you it as a movie goer. It wasn't a form of escapism because it Correct. was also, it's a mirror of your reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it makes, it's, it's like movies are meant to be escapism. So you're meant to be there and, and kind of turn your mind off from what's actually happening on in the world. It's something I would have enjoyed for film theory class when yes. I was in college. Yeah. It's not something I would have gone and, and paid $10 to sit yeah. and watch. That's I think my opinion. I was watching it and thinking, okay, I saw this 20 some years ago and had a opinion about it then but now with all that we're going through i was like oh man this this hits a little <laughs> too close to home i'm very uncomfortable by this let's ahead of its time and it made you feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. me too justine you got notes yeah I got, a got lot of things oh boy oh boy where you start yeah for serious did you like Robert Downey Jr. and his Australian accent in this movie? Eh. I mean, that's... We got what Tommy about, Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Like, oh, God. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is like his craziest, basically, in this movie. Two-Face. He was basically Two-Face from he Batman. He was Two-Face. He really he was. was. The same thing. Everybody was on coke. Like, everybody was amped up to 11 Wasn't in this that movie. right before Robert Downey Jr. wandered around into, like, was, some kid's home? I think he was around that... He was, it like... It was, like, right yeah. around that time. Yeah. <sighs> It might have been. I Imagine, Chrissy. Because he went to. If we went upstairs, hear this commotion it. upstairs, and there was like a naked Robert Downey Jr. coked out or something in in, in our daughter's like bed. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know where I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm about to throw you out the window. <laughs> I don't care who you are, Robert Downey Jr. Basically, we just watched National Board Killers. You know what, what the hell? What? No, we're good. <laughs> So yeah, um, Wait, Justine. She has the floor. Justine, any major notes? Major notes. 
uh, Woody Harrelson oh in some panties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was a little too much of like seeing Haymitch from The Hunger Games. I was like, oh, too much, too much. Too much Why? Haymitch, too. I was like, to think this was pretty Haymitch. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing you didn't get in this movie as opposed to the other movie. You don't get how these these two met and like caused them to fall in love. No. You just instantly get, the, okay, we're, we're, we're mise-en-scene. They're already crazy. Yes. They're basically two crazy people, I guess, who are, found each are crazy in love. Well, you do kind of in... Other than the abu- they both have abusive backgrounds, I guess. The sitcom kind of gives you a, an insight in how they may have met. Yeah. It's kind of right. like He, he was a delivery, delivery boy. He was, a, he was delivering delivery. something. Meat delivery boy. Meat delivery. Yeah. <laughs> And His penis. They, they met and he kind of rescued her out of child abuse. And I was like, oh, I I genuinely liked using the um, sitcom as a way to show an abusive family. As a mm-hmm. motif. Because the way that sitcoms portray families is not necessarily how families are. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's that whole this is your Facebook family and then mm-hmm. this is your real family. So I really liked that idea because I mean, that's how my family kind of reacted to my dad doing crazy bullshit mm-hmm. and kind of hiding it and stuff. My mom didn't, well I hit it. My mom didn't know what was going on, but like there's that whole idea of having this love connection between your family, but then, Hey, your brother is also your son. <laughs> That's also a thing. Yeah, and that's a thing that happens in families. And I think abuse is much more prevalent in families than we don't talk about it at all. And we need to because we need to give survivors of child abuse the the safety to to talk about that kind of stuff. It just makes people so wildly uncomfortable that it, it hasn't become a part of the cultural conversation that people are capable of having at a level beyond very surface yeah. And, and, you know, very like platitudes of how horrible I'm so sorry to anybody who shares their story. And it, and then it ends there. We yeah. don't continue to keep it in the light and to continue to dig deeper to talk about well, it. And, and that makes make it, it hard. That yes. makes it so hard for kids to be comfortable talking. Like they're like, oh, I'm watching uh, like I Love Lucy or whatever. And this yeah. is the perfect mm-hmm. little stock 50s family. And. Uh, that's how my family is supposed to be. So that just even that makes you even more psychologically not able to talk about it because you're like, this is how everybody else's family is. Yeah. And so now I can't talk about it. Right. So I liked using that as a way of being of kind of giving you an insight in the family. It was because, a good storytelling device. Yes. And then it also you you knew who each character was already because of the way that sitcoms work is you have those stock characters and then they just twisted it mm-hmm. which i really i liked that i know i said i didn't when i, I was like what the fuck like <laughs> get this away from me yeah but then i like gen- when i started thinking about it i was like oh oliver stone was trying to tell me something and it was more than just what was on the surface and that's yeah. what he was asking of us to do wow <laughs> you got real quiet during that. Wow. <laughs> I'm just so surprised. I was like totally. I was. I was thinking. I was like, man, like they might like kind of like true romance, but everyone's gonna be like, why did you make me watch this Natural Born Killers movie? 
That was how you were, right? I mean, for a lot of it, yes. But again, I still can can separate my objective and subjective feelings of what I don't like love. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, it was not comfortable to sit through it. It right. was. It was. Definitely, don't you want to watch it again? Don't you want to buy it on Blu-ray and watch it every week? No, it's not good. really. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with having that as my one single viewing. Right. Go. Okay. Good. No, I'm I'm agreeing. Justine, you still have a lot of stuff. Oh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> well, I like that the the big interview takes place on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like that's a oh thing. It's so American yep. of this movie. That as your I know. Yep. Oh man, let's all watch the Super Bowl and then how these crazy killers have killed a whole bunch of people. There's a couple lines I pulled out. We call it industry, not murder. Mm-hmm. Only love oh, can man. kill a demon. Uh, you want reality, you got it. And uh, shoot with this and then gives him a camera. <laughs> oh, man. This is a scary movie. I mean, clearly. What else you got to say, Chris? Why do you keep throwing to me? Like I've, I feel like you're right what next do you to me. To say Justin, yeah, yeah Justin. Uh, well, I, apparently, I don't like this movie as much as all of you guys, and I'm very surprised <laughs> by this. We're not saying we like it. We're saying that there's, it, it's it's got ample room for film criticism, which yeah. it does. Well, of course, yeah, <laughs> ample room for film criticism. I'm saying I would. Uh, I, you know, this more is, so than the previous feature. This yeah. is the second second time I've watched the movie, and uh, the second time I watched it after several years, and watched it the second time, I'm like, oh, now I know why I should never watch it again. Like this movie is very <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it is. It has a you know three million cuts in it, and I it's hurting my brain. <laughs> uh, no one, not one character in this movie is is sympathetic or redeeming, redeeming it didn't have any at all. Redeeming qual- like. Yes. Like I brought up Terry Gilliam earlier and we actually watched the Fisher King recently. So I'm going to talk about that. Oh, but the Fisher King brings this idea, the similar idea, mm-hmm. uh, the similar message, but it also has the redeeming character. Mm-hmm. So you're also, you're, you understand what he's trying to say, but then you're like, Oh, I really want this story to progress because I want this character to, to have a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I needed that one character, some, something to hold on to. And so the that's what I was hoping Robert yeah. Downey Jr. was going to be. Yeah, but he no, ended but up he not. wasn't. He was even worse than they were. Yeah, well, that's he what we're was. saying. Yeah, Ugh. he was the representation of the media that glorifies it all. Ugh. Ugh. fake news. You guys want to hear some trivia? Yes. Yes. So Trent Reznor did the 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 score for this movie. Oh, really? Wow. He apparently watched the film over fifty times to get in the mood for mi- mixing the soundtrack. Talk about I can't even watch this more than twice. <laughs> no, thank you. Dude is like probably gone crazy. So it, well, there's one this one scene in this movie where Juliet's uh Juliet Lewis's character gets into a fight with Tom Sizemore character, who I think is the same character in both of these movies. He plays a um crooked cop, cop. in both of these movies. They get to a fight and she apparently actually broke his nose. Holy uh, in the movie, so I'm not surprised. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. She, she's a little bit. She's a little Looney Tunes. I'm sure she's a nice person. I met her, but I think that she's like <laughs> she actually really crazy. got into the movie. Yes, like way more than Woody Harrelson. Like Woody Harrelson, <laughs> I could see like he's still I Woody Harrelson. Separate yeah. the two. But yeah. Then I was like, oh shit, she went. <laughs> Cuckoo bananas, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Right there. I just imagine <laughs> watching it directly after True Romance and seeing all the directing choices that Oliver Stone made in this movie. I'm like, 
what if if Tony Scott would have directed this movie? What would it have looked like? Would I have liked it more because it who's wasn't Tony Scott, the director of the first movie? Oh, if it wasn't directed as frenetically, if there wasn't as many cuts, it wouldn't have been the same movie. Can it like can it angles everywhere? Like giving me all kinds. I of... I probably wouldn't have liked no, it. Wouldn't have liked it, you guys. <laughs> You guys are screwed up. <laughs> Something's wrong with all of you. What well, is yes. wrong with you? I am aware. I have paperwork. <laughs> I'm not even so kidding. So Justine. She's oh, got I a mean, notebook. I mean, I have, She's got pathological I have, paperwork. I have crazy paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I I, I uh, misrepresented you guys as the romantic comedy ladies, but you guys like frenetic, crazy murder movies. Yeah, so, well, but that's why it's so funny that they do a romantic comedy I podcast. Mean, I Justin. do have a slight yeah. obsession with it's, serial killers. It's, it's like this is like so. It's therapy for the movies that you really like, which are the murdery movies. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Spinoff podcast. <laughs> So we watched the romantic comedy earlier this week, but now we're going to watch the purple... Everyone dies later on this week. No, let's talk about making a murderer. There's a scene in this movie where they're like, they have to, they, um, they're in a teepee with like a Indian shaman, like doing peyote or mushrooms or something. He gets murdered and then they have to walk through a field of rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. That's my... That's my worst fear is walking through a field of white rattlesnakes. You are not good with snakes. I don't like snakes. You guys, mm-mm, snakes? Mm-mm. No. I'm okay. Apparently, those were real snakes, too. Those weren't what? fake ones. Apparently, not ra- rattlers. Uh, no, the rattlesnakes. Oh. Apparently, rattlesnakes like sleep during, like, like at night. So, mm-hmm. Oliver Stone probably coked out of his mind, was like, <laughs> oh, God, like, you, you're totally be fine. Like, just totally walk through the blah, 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 you know? Just poke the snake. Poke it. Wake it up. Wake it up. Wake it up. We need it. We need it. We need it to rattle. Come on. Come on. Come on. Rattle. 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 I got you. Just, just imagine. Oh my gosh. Like I would have had a heart attack if I was acting in this movie. You wouldn't have been able to make it. I don't know. Oh think. man. So what would be uh, your guys' final grade for National Born Killers? All all three of you guys watched it. Justine? Uh B minus. I'm gonna mean a B plus. Whoa. C plus. Probably give a C. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Whoa. No, it's 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 plot uh, twist. Yeah. <laughs> this movie i want to give it a d minus now it's weird i'm only got a couch and i'm like true romance had a better romance guys like the relationship like understood the two of them and like they didn't murder as many as people children and neither of these couples should have been having children i just want to put that out there no yeah that's weird both these movies in and it's like happy ending like like happy like oh sunset and like we're on Future the lives like, with our children with our weird van with our kids and like hugging and stuff yeah mistakes mistakes all 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 total mistakes <laughs> so who wants to do some q and a you guys ready Yay. so we talked about these two movies it's time uh to do our segment that we call a few good questions Ba-ba-bum. okay let me ask you a few questions i'll ask me anything and like i'll tell you the truth it's a bullshit question it's impossible to answer impossible because you don't know the answer nobody could answer that question well if you just answer the question why don't you just answer the question be honest no big deal yeah answer it you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth um so we a couple weeks ago we asked for some questions from people on twitter and the uh, More Gooder Than podcast, which is at MGT Podcast on Twitter, some good Potter and Family movie pod squad friends of ours asked, 
what's the one movie that gets a ton of hate that you secretly love? So we're going to go down the line. Justine, people, a uh, movie that people, a lot of people hate that you love. Go. Oh, geez. The first thing that came to my head was Spice World. <laughs> you love Spice World? Yes. Are you a big best. Spice Girls fan? Both of you? Yes. What? I mean, it was a good movie. Nine, we were 90s it's a kids, cinematic so that was beautiful. Really? Yes. I can't even remember that one. You should remember watch it. You watch I remember it. the songs and stuff. Well, I think I might yes. have since... They're ripping off Hard Day's Night. Yes. The end. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Spice Girl? Jerry. That was you. She the redhead. She's a redhead, right? Ginger. Ginger. Ginger Spice. Ginger Spice. Sex. She's, I thought she was the sexiest. Some people call her Sexy Spice. Sexy Spice. Yes. So Spice Girl, that's not, that's not, Spice Girl's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> Ashley? Okay. I love the first Twilight movie. <gasps> that's like the worst one. <laughs> I love Catherine Hardwick and everyone can hate me for it and I don't give a shit. That movie's a I mess. I love the first one. We're talking about natural born killers being a mess. <laughs> that movie's an actual mess. It, I will, I will oh, admit boy. that. You like that one better than the ones afterwards where it got crazy and yeah. shit? I mean, I laughed my ass off through the, the last one and I was in a theater full of 15 year old kids and I was just like, this movie is so ridiculous and I'm going to laugh at every character, like major character dying and it's great. There's <laughs> it like a bunch of middle schoolers and you're that weird older yeah. woman like, <laughs> well, laughing. I took, I took my cousin. And okay, you had a so, buffer. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I took my cousin and her friend because they couldn't drive yet because that's what it was. That was my life. And they, you're like, please go with me to this. No, like, go with me to this. No, I had no desire to see. I fell asleep during the second one. Uh no, she wanted me Which to go. Which is weird because the first one is the most boring. We gotta oh, tell you. I this went guy. to the midnight show of the first one, I'm man. Sorry. Oh man, well, I read every book, hated my way through them. <laughs> Just in space. I know she's she, backing she away from you slowly. She didn't know this. I know. Oh I love what is the our relationship one? now? <laughs> because I don't admit that, but I really did like the first. You heard one. it. The here truth first. is coming out. <laughs> It's what happens on this podcast. <laughs> Lives will be changed. Wow. So it's your favorite one out of the whole series? The first one? Yeah. What? Catherine Hardwick and the way that she used the camera for that. And I mean, I hated Kristen Stewart, but I mean, who didn't? <laughs> and, but I mean, I thought it was it was well done in the music and the way that she used the Pacific Northwest. I thought it was rather beautiful and it was fascinating. Sure. I just, I just thought that the weirder, the weirder it got, the better it got. Like, and that mean, movie, that this, series got super weird by the end. The last one, like, as a genuine movie, yeah. the first Twilight movie is a genuine movie. It is a mess, but it actually had a story that progressed. It didn't get crazy. The director actually seemed to know what she was talking about and did things. It's not like the first Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Which we finally just watched. I know, and that was a whole hot mess. Oh, man. I haven't watched... Apparently, the the author of the book and the d- director and writer got into so many fights that they refused to do any more of the series. Everybody in that movie is fighting with each other, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. sequel, period. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that Jamie Doran didn't leave. Because he was like... I'm done. I am so done with this. Fuck this. Fuck that. Who's the worst part? Well, like arguably the worst part. There were a few worst parts, but yes. 
We had to watch the penis scene from that movie several times. I mean, just, you know, like rewind it, pause it, take a picture with your iPhone, now play, now pause. Hey, pause. Both of you guys watch that movie? I have not seen that movie. You're like bracing yourself. (laughs) She's like, what is happening? She's like, what? First Twilight? I really, really, really liked 13, which also was Catholic. Oh, 13's much better than Twilight. Yeah, 13 is much better than Twilight, but I can appreciate Twilight for Catherine Hardwick. Okay. okay, fair enough. <laughs> 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 a, I knew it was going to be a thing. I'm sorry. I Chrissy, what, so what's a movie that everyone hates that you love? I mean, I feel like I have so many, but um, three 90s movies come to mind. Three? Can you just pick one? <laughs> well, I'm going to go like longer on one and then like really short on the other two. Okay. Um, for some reason, and you already know this about me, this is one of those movies that whenever it's on TV, doesn't matter what channel it is, doesn't matter what time of day or night it is, like, I see it and I'm like, and now I will be watching this, whether it's on in the background or like, I'm just going to be watching it. Are you going to say Selena? Yes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't. It's like an illness. Selena's a good movie that you watch once and then that's, that's cool. See, this is what I mean. People hating on it, Justin. Well, it's sad. She dies at the end. She does die. You gotta watch it over and over again. But she left her mark on Tejano music, okay? So that's one. I thought you were gonna say glitter. <laughs> I thought you were say glitter. No, I don't love glitter. You do love glitter. Don't you lie? She was honest with her Twilight love. <laughs> I was honest just Be then. honest with your glitter I love. Was Selena. Chrissy um, loves Mariah Carey. Well, in the last couple of years, as Mariah Carey has fallen off the deep end, like in a really crazy way, she's like, I don't really like her that much. <laughs> Seriously. But wait, back when the, when Glitter came out, I had like a poster, a movie poster, like in my room, in my closet, though, <laughs> where you could see it. Like you had to open the truth comes <laughs> out. You had a you had a Twilight Science a seance box, well, just yeah. like your Hold on. I'm your getting there. Ti- I'm getting there. Your Titanic seance Why do you have box. To ruin me. She always steps on me. So, I mean, and then there's Titanic. So to the point, like everybody. Well, I, I, I think Titanic. I think Titanic is a pretty love movie. That's not for the a most part hated movie. For I the mean, most I part. hate James yeah. Cameron, but I appreciate Twi- or, uh, Titanic. Not Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. Well, yeah, everything's Twilight now. <laughs> so, so there's that. So I can't call that a hated movie. But they I need like vampires and werewolves on that boat as, the, as it <laughs> yeah. went down. That would make it I so much. So watch yes. that movie. Holy yes. crap! I want to yes. make that movie now. Do it. Do it. Like there's the iceberg. There's werewolves. There's vampires. We got to get off this boat. I'm there. That would be awesome. <laughs> I am so there. Oh, so man. And Titanic. And is mainly just like more of an, an aside towards Justin because he makes fun of me every single time I bring this movie up. Oh, God. What is it? It's a good movie, Justin. Well, go ahead. It's a Matt Damon movie. <gasps> Matt Damon. Which one? Matt Damon. Go. The Rainmaker. Oh, God. It's a good movie. The Rainmaker? Yes. I don't think I've seen I don't it. See, they haven't seen it. I'm like, what is this? What is this Matt Damon movie it's, that I haven't seen? It's like the most boring John Grisham movie. No, it's not boring. It's well written. It's from the 90s. It's based on the John Grisham book, The Rainmaker. And it is about a lawyer who has to go up against really big insurance to, to win the case of a, of a small town guy who's dying of cancer. Doesn't that sound exciting that to you guys? It does like to Aaron me. Danes is in it. Yeah. Claire Danes, your favorite person. But I was so disappointed when I met her. But but Claire Danes is in it. Um, John Voight is the insurance lawyer. Wow. And you, you want to shake your fist at the man. Danny DeVito is in it. John Voight is a character. Yes. He's a crazy person. He was in the first movie that I watched. And I may or may not have a tape of him. Of all time? Psycho. 
The first movie, or not the first movie that I watched, the first movie that I worked on. Oh, which one? Uh, I'm not technically allowed to like. Well, goddamn! Why'd you bring it up, Ashley? <laughs> My NDA. St- it, it, oh, You're not no, technically it's, it's allowed really, to tell that you mind, you worked really, on this movie, huh? No, I I'm not technically allowed to say what happened on behind the scenes. But well, just tell me the name of the movie. It's uh, American Wrestler: The Wizard. American Wrestler: The Wizard. <laughs> it was. Is okay. that the full title? Yes. Is there a yes. semicolon or something in there? Please. Yes, I've, I know I, the wrestler. They changed. They changed the name of with it. Mickey Rourke. I know the wizard with Fred Savage. It's just like a mashup of the two. They changed the name of it because originally it was just called the Wizard, which I think they should have stuck with, even though it was already a movie title. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, all right, we're gonna have to watch the this. Chrissy, of a, of a apparently added to the list. A principal of the school, American wrestler, the wizard. Yep. What is this movie about? It's about a guy, a kid who comes over from Iran during the hostage crisis in the 1980s. What the hell? He escapes Iran. He was, um, Jesus. he was actually. Not what I expected based on where <laughs> Yeah, I know. One of the kids. I don't hear was, any wrestlers or wizards in this movie. He becomes a wrestler on the wrestling team to kind of get away from the racism and the, the hatred. But when does he become a wizard? He pins somebody in 3.9 seconds. That the w- they called him the wizard because he pinned him that fast. Oh, oh God. Man. I thought there was magic <laughs> involved. Wizardry. No. Wizard, Harry Potter action it's or something. It's a period piece of the 1980s in uh, Northern California. Oh, well, man. Okay. You guys want to hear the movie that I that everyone hates that I love? Yeah. Yes. Chrissy, you might know this. This is a movie we watched several years ago for the podcast. Prometheus. Do you remember Prometheus? I do. So Prometheus is uh, Alien... Um, the prequel to Alien? Prequel. Did you guys see it? Yeah. Yes. People hated this movie. I loved Michael Fassbender, but everything else was just He's like, great in everything. Yeah. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Or Theron. Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in it. There's a, um, uh, a great scene in that movie with a... Um, uh, the, the main character has like uh, an alien baby with, is, yeah. via yeah, machine. That's a, that's a messed up scene. That, that was awesome. No. 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 no, 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 I'm with her. No. <laughs> yep. Charlize Theron gets killed by a falling space like spaceship that directly falls on her where she should be zigzagging to. You remember so much more about this movie than I do. <laughs> yeah. I remember every every movie that we watch as opposed to you. <laughs> anyway, yes. a lot of people hate that movie. I, I like it a lot. Okay. All right, you ready for the second question, guys? Before- Wait, did Justine answer? Yeah. What yeah. was it again? I forgot. Spice World. Oh, that's right. Spice the movie that World. everybody on the couch agreed was great. Yeah. Sorry. Probably why I didn't re- remember it right away, because there was such contention about the other choices, but everyone I'm was sorry. like, oh, yeah, Spice World's great. So from <laughs> uh, Shownuff John um, at J Lost the Day on Twitter, one of our movie pod squad friends, he says... Who would win in a fight, Don Knotts or Don Rickles? Anybody, Don Don Knotts, Don Rickles? Anybody have strong opinions? I'm gonna say um, Don Rickles, if only for the fact that I believe he's still alive. Number yes, one, yes. Yeah. and number two, I think Don Knotts is dead. Yeah, he is. So it might By be default? like a, a a zombie situation where Don Rickles has to go against a Don Knotts zombie, and I think he would win. He's also he's he's uh, uh, Rickles is a cantankerous old comedian, you yes. know. So I think that he would he would he's got a, he's got a little bit more meat on his bones as opposed to a Donut zombie. I'm also going with Rickles. Um, just to, you described him perfectly, by the way. I, and, I, and I met him too at CBS, and I remember going into his dressing room to deliver things and like wanting to get out quickly. 
And he had a lot, he had a lot, he had a big entourage. I was surprised. And they were like, Mr. Rickles wants you to stay. And I was like, why? I'm not wow. sure. Okay. And they're like, Chrissy's very popular at the old job. <laughs> no. Jeff Goldblum, you know, but, but, Don Rickles. All he wanted to do was quiz me about my life. And, and I, and I was like, okay. And I would answer questions accordingly. And he'd be like, you're sassy. I like sassy. And I was like, that's nice. Okay, well, I have to leave now. And he's like, I need more bourbon. Just bring me the whole bottle. I don't need a cup. And I'm like, okay. There you go. Yeah. So, like, just based on the cantankerous sass, I think he would take down Don Knott. Don Rickles, Don Rickles. I'm going with Barney Fife, just because I think he would be scrappy. Really? Yeah, I think Don Knotts would be scrappy. Even zombie Don Knotts? Yeah. Okay. The Walking Dead zombie. Okay. That's Justine? My, that's my Yeah, I'm going with Rickles just because I just looked at the pictures of them now and I'm like, this guy looks like he can throw a punch. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Three to one, Don Rickles wins. Sorry, Ashley. Uh, it's okay. I just, I see a bob and weave in Don Nuts. I just okay. think he could, he'd be scrappy and I think he could move faster. There you go. <laughs> I think he'd be more like flight than fight. There you go. But see, you get the punch in quick and you get him down and then you get the fuck out of there. <laughs> That's a good point. Good, good strategy. Good strategy. So uh, as we near the end, we have to thank both you guys for being here. Woo-hoo! Please thank tell you. us where we could find you guys on the interwebs. Who wants to go? I'll go. Yep. Uh, so you can find our podcast at our website, pod, uh, cutaways.com. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible at this. Why do you make me do this? I, okay. <laughs> so Just the AOL keyword... <laughs> Cutaways. The got cutaways, it. The, the cutaways. The cutaways. Dot com is our website, and we're on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. The at cutaways at cutaways podcast. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places you yeah. find podcasts. There you go. See, you do it so much better than I do. Sorry, Justine. You you mainly run the Twitter. Yes, I'm on there occasionally. Justine likes gifts. <laughs> if you like gifts, we both like gifts. Gifts away. We we talk primarily in gifts. In gifts, yeah. I love gifts. I do too. It's funny because I look uh, at Justin primarily handles <laughs> our movie geek movie geek cast Twitter, and I'll like scroll through to see what he's been tweeting all day, and it's like all gifts. <laughs> like, it's basically it's like I have to measure gifts. like throughout my day how how much of my day do I spend choosing gifts? It's a long like a large amount of time. Yep. I'm like I really put a lot of time into choosing gifts. Now that like, you have a job, I might yeah. be taking taking some reins. I've gone full from time. You. So if you like rom coms, um check out the cutaways. You guys are awesome. Thank Even you so if you much. If you don't like rom coms, yeah. check them out anyway. I mean, just check them out in general. Awesome. Most of the time we, we don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, like most of the time we hate the movie that we're watching. Like why? Why do we do this to ourselves? You want to hear us torture ourselves? Yeah, there's there's one where it just you can tell we had died, at, like right after the break. I can't. Which one was it? <laughs> which one? I think Jerry it, Maguire. No, no, it was. It can't was buy the, me love. It was the Jack Nicholson movie where we just came back and we're as like, as good as it gets. So as as it gets. fuck that movie. Yeah, as good as it gets. <sighs> On your. That's right. I told them this. I'm like, <laughs> we had a romantic comedy uh, <laughs> draft, and they hated. Every single one of my picks. By the way, do you know what we haven't announced? What? The winner of the draft. Oh, Jesus. So Chrissy won the 90s romantic comedy fantasy movie draft because she basically put like 20,000 calls to action for people to vote for her. Meanwhile, I'm just like, hey, guys, just vote in general. You don't have to vote for me. Chrissy's like, fuck that. Vote for me because my movies are awesome. 
Hey, Clueless is a quintessential 90s romantic comedy, and it deserves all of the awards that it did not get. I can't wait for a future murderers movie, fantasy movie draft with you guys. Jesse's going to come with notes. Ashley's going to come with all her favorite murderers movies. Like, I'll I love the Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, you know. Oh, man. I won't win Jeremy Renner was a great Jeremy Dahmer. He was scary wow. in that movie, wasn't he? Was he amazing. I think that was his best role, which yeah. says a lot about him, I yeah. guess, as a person. What are we talking about? We're talking about Dahmer, the movie starring, uh, you know. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. I never saw it, but I thumbs know. up. It's okay. It's creepy how much he actually looks like him. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. I was like, no, I'm I can't, super creeped I, out. I can't look at Jeremy Renner the same way ever again. Oh, murderers. Chrissy, where can you find us on the interwebs? I mean, you could stalk us wherever you like, frankly. You could be on Twitter and find us. Movie Geek Cast, same thing with for Facebook. Uh, we joke, but not really, but it's really the truth that Brooklyn, our daughter who's four, runs our Snapchat, also Movie Geek Cast. <laughs> kind of more fun than following us on any other platform to be honest with you uh and then the podcast itself available on podbean stitcher itunes etc etc all the places you can find others i guess to quote justine yes um but yeah uh thanks to you guys for being here thanks we appreciate you guys check check them out check us out uh hashtag part of family hashtag movie pod squad a lot of great uh, movie podcast to uh, find uh, online so indeed and um so yeah so we i guess we will see you guys next week next week we're going to be talking about oscars Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. you guys are excited for the oscars I, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm overshadowed by the oscars right now because i'm moderating a panel about assistant editing in hollywood and Ooh, so I have fancy. to ask all of these questions to all of these really awesome assistant editors that I love. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. You're going to be awesome. <laughs> You're going to just knock it out of the park. Shoot. Just show up. Well, be I'll fine. be on camera and I'm like, why? <gasps> I don't yeah. mind being on the live internet, stream. but I'll be on camera and like, you'll get to we'll see live all tweeting. of my crazy twitches. Where can we see this and, and DVR it? <laughs> DVR it? Yes. It's on the YouTube. <laughs> It'll be on YouTube. We'll uh, post a link. Yeah, we'll post a link on the, the, uh, the Twitters. The, tw- the Twitters. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Yay! It'll be very dry and talking about assist. Are you sure you want to see <laughs> You know what you can talk about? You can talk about the editing in Natural Born Killers now. You're educated. You can talk about this. I mean, yeah. you could. You know, I could, but I don't know if the rest of the panelists <laughs> will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, not. I've already made a Doctor Who and a Hamilton reference in my questions. So there's a Hamilton. Not only do they like Hamilton, they also are big Buffy fans. Chrissy. Yes. We're actually on opposite ends of the spectrum too. Really? I'm Team Spuffy, and she's Bangel. <gasps> yeah <sighs> i'm spuffy but <gasps> i have a teammate okay anyway yay i want to have like i was like ready to go like no okay we gotta end this we'll, we'll talk more <laughs> we, we've talked a lot uh we'll have to talk over time about buffy but uh we'll catch you guys next week thanks a lot bye, bye.